Christ. Our meditation this morning, taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. Listen again to verses 25, 26, and 27. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and they said, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. So far, our text. The story is told about a duck hunter who'd been bragging for months about his new Labrador retriever. You just wait till the duck opener, he crowed to his hunting buddies. My dog is the most amazing retriever that you've ever seen. Well, opening day finally arrived with the hunter, his pals, and the Labrador squeezed into their duck blind. The shotguns crashed, a duck splashed, and that lab took off like a bolt of lightning onto the water. That's right. He didn't swim, he ran on top of the water, retrieved the duck without even getting his paws wet. And this happened several times. And all the good old boys were completely flabbergasted. They were from Hibbing. <laughs> the dog owner grinned and proudly said, well, well, what do you think of my new dog now? To which one of his pals replied, he said, well, he's a good-looking dog, all right, but I don't know if I'd want a dog like that. The darn thing can't even swim. <laughs> oh. In our text today, it wasn't a gravity-defying Labrador who scared the beans out of 12 men navigating Lake Galilee in their Lund Pro V. It was Jesus. It's four in the morning. The great crowd has long been dismissed with bellies full of miracle bread and, and miracle fish. While Jesus stayed and prayed, the disciples were rowing their way home against the wind, into the teeth of the storm, into four-foot rollers on one of those lakes that is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. And when those men saw what they saw that night on the lake, their legs and their courage turned to jelly. Matthew paints a picture of this as he writes, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. Now, the Greek word that Matthew uses for ghost is phantasma. It literally means shadowy apparition. And the word he uses for uh, uh, fear or trembling is terrasso, and it means causing shaking, okay, or, or stirring, or distress. And the last word is kreitso, and that means to shout or to scream. So in other words, when those 12 manly, macho, bearded, muscle-bound, grown men thought they were seeing a ghost, they screamed like a bunch of little girls and were shaking in their waterlogged sandals. Two questions now. One, have you ever been afraid like that? And two, what are you afraid of right now? 
what fears did you bring with you to church this morning? And I know that's three questions, isn't it? But I want to know, what scares you? What terrifies you? What is it that makes you sore afraid? A few years ago, the Washington Post had an article where they listed the top 12 things people fear the most. And here's the list. The number one fear is public speaking. Okay? Pastor Waite and I, we call that job security. <laughs> All right? But the others are these, and they're in order, okay, heights, bugs slash snakes, drowning, blood slash needles, claustrophobia, flying, strangers, zombies, darkness, clowns, ghosts. <laughs> I'm sure you can relate to some of those fears. But there are other things that might terrify you too. How about when your spouse or your children or your grandchildren have serious health problems. Or you ponder uh, perhaps only living a few months after you finally retire. Or a nuclear war. Or another pandemic. Okay? Or cancer. Stroke. Another MRI or not being able to find a place to live uh, these days, or not being able to pay the bills, or even our pagan culture. What are you terrified of? What fears did you bring with you to church? All right. Well, that concludes the first part of the sermon. How about that? The second part of the sermon contains lessons to help you handle your fears. And lesson one is this. The next time that you're afraid, don't be. I mean, how many times have the words fear not and don't be afraid? How many times are they found uh, in the scriptures? And you know, theolo theologians argue about this because theologians argue about everything, but it's at least a hundred times. A hundred times, fear not, fear not, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Gee, do you think God knows about our sinful condition? Do you think God knows that when you get right down to it, we're really all just a bunch of scaredy cats? I mean, look in the Bible. Abraham leaves everything to travel to a land he's never seen, never been to before. What does God say? Fear not. Ex-Egyptian prince and wanted for murder Moses gets ready to go back to face Pharaoh, and God says what? Moses, fear not. Jezebel tries to kill Elijah again. God says, don't be afraid. For five years, King Saul tries to kill David, and God tells David, fear not. A teenage Jewish girl experiences a most unusual uh, pregnancy, and what does Gabriel tell her? Mary, don't be afraid. And those disciples in our text, we're not going to forget uh, about them because it wasn't a wave-walking ghost at all that night, was it? Uh-uh. It was Jesus. You know, and what were the first words that Jesus spoke to those boys? You guessed it, don't be afraid. So the next time that you find yourself terrified, don't be, God's right there. 
He knows what's going on. He's got the steering wheel. He has your back. He has a plan for you. Trust him. Lesson two. The next time that you're afraid, ask Jesus for some ID. Because, (laughs) believe it or not, on that night, Jesus' own disciples, they did not recognize him. Well, why not? Okay, it was dark, it was windy, it was wavy, uh, it was stormy, and those are decent reasons, I suppose. But Mark's gospel, Mark's account of this same event, he gives us the real answer. Okay, and this is, this is what he says. He concludes by saying, The disciples were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Now, don't forget... I mean, these these guys, they should have recognized Jesus because just a few hours earlier, each of those men had been part of one of the greatest miracles found in the scriptures with their own eyes. They watched Jesus turn one McDonald's Happy Meal into a Thanksgiving dinner for thousands, okay? And they even passed out the food with their own disciple-y hands but they still didn't get it. They still don't understand and know and believe who Jesus is and was and always will be. Mark says their hearts were like cement. And so they didn't recognize Jesus when he skips across the white caps. And Jesus actually has to ID himself to his own disciples. What does he say? Guys, it's me. It is I have courage. The next time that you're afraid, ask Jesus for some ID. And he probably won't have his wallet or his iPhone. That's okay. Just ask if you can take a peek at his holy hands or take a gander at the wound in his side. And then you'll know. And you'll say, oh yeah, he's God in human flesh. That's right. He died for my sins. He took my place. I'm forgiven because of him. Oh, yeah, he kicked death to the curb for me on an Easter morning. I don't even have to fear death uh, anymore. And once you know who Jesus is, and once you believe it in the depths of your heart, you'll laugh at yourself and you will say, why in the world was I so afraid? All right, one more lesson. Lesson number three is this. The next time that terrified tries to sneak into your life, don't look down. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, two weeks ago, my four-year-old granddaughter did something that was very brave. She jumped off the raft in over-your-head water into the lake. Oh, was she wearing a life jacket? Duh, she's four, right? Okay. But jumping into the unknown is scary even for adults, isn't it? How did she pull it off? Well, her daddy was in the water. And when she finally jumped into the void, her eyes weren't on grandpa or grandma or the raft or the water. She only had eyes for her daddy. So in her eyes... There was no room for fear. 
and she jumped into his arms. Peter could have learned a lesson from that little girl. Peter took his eyes off Jesus at the critical moment, didn't he? And when Peter looked down and saw only the object of his fear, that's when he began to sink. The next time you're afraid, don't look down. Don't look at the world around you. That world is scary enough, isn't it? Keep your eyes glued to Jesus. Breathe a prayer to him. Remember your favorite Bible passage. Sing your favorite hymn verse or praise song. Text a Christian friend and ask them to pray for you. Don't focus on what terrifies. Look at Jesus. Love him, trust him, take the leap of faith. He'll catch you every time. So what do you think? What fears did you bring to church today? Everybody's afraid of something, but the next time you're afraid, don't be. God knows your fears. He loves you. He'll always be stronger than anything you have to face in life. But should you still find your knees wobbling, don't forget who Jesus is, God's Son, your Savior, who's already faced and conquered the greatest of your fears with a cross and with his empty tomb. And should fear still sneak into your zip code this week, whatever you do, don't look down. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and you won't see anything to be afraid of anymore. All you will see will be love. Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.